1: The GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA Ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.
2: And when I started running, I suppose I didn't stop, and when I got the chance to go, I said I'd stay going, so
1: I opened up. We're only the small little fish out there, so we are and We're trying hard to make it through but it's hard to get the brakes near the smaller fish because I love this county so much you know and
2: it's just I'm delighted that the, lads, the lads did it for the people of Walford today because like
1: I, I'm heart, I'm heartbroken
0: so there's only one place to start Brian Leash 4.22 mm-hmm. awfully less than 4.22 <laughs> 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 yeah bad day
1: at the office um, cracker by all accounts unfortunately I wasn't there I was on RD duty Kilkenny in Dublin but um yeah by all accounts it was intense both Leash, um also deserved the, the victory from what I've heard from, from the majority of Offaly supporters to be fair um, much more in control of the game and could have been out of sight by half time but um, they left Offaly in the game for long periods and um, I suppose it would have been a little bit unfair if if Offaly had a snooker at the end but look that's Hurling that's the of it. but look high score and huge in 10 euro win uh, massive value for anyone that was there but um I suppose the other side of it, while the tie scoring, it it also asks the questions like know how much we're in control from that
0: perspective as well yeah but it was a roller coaster game and I wasn't at it either I had to work on Saturday night didn't even see Dublin and Kilkenny but Leash went 5 up got pegged back then they went 6 up and got pegged back and Offaly went up and then Leash had to fight back again like I mean so I can only imagine heard there was a decent crowd at it maybe 4 or 5 thousand and just a fantastic for for Leash people to go to O'Connor Park in the championship and beat Offaly it's a massive massive um, result what I'm really disappointed about is that there was no recognition for this result at all, right? So, I want to talk to you, JJ, about this because Brian is RT employee now so he might be a little <laughs> bit a little bit compromised. So, no, but seriously because I'm really pissed off about this because I'm from Leash and this was a great result. I couldn't get to the game. I saw not a dicky bird of this. Yeah, yeah. I saw nothing. They didn't even read out the, report, uh, the result on the RTE news mm. on Saturday night. Then last night, inexplicably, they didn't even mention it. Now, for me to understand this is Leash would be in around 11th maybe team in the country and awfully 12th based on yesterday's result in and around uh, that this is the tier 2 hurling competition now you can say that anything below the Joe McDonough Cup there are football counties playing hurling, you know, and there's not much interest even in the counties involved and, you know, they're trying to keep hurling alive. But Antrim, Offaly, Leash are hurling counties. Yeah, 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 this is not this is not bullshit. This is hurling counties mm. that are in a tier two and are trying to get out of it and get back into Leinster Championship. And they're giving it no uh, highlights at all. How are the GEA standing for RTE completely... Uh, disregarding a, a tier two, and, and then you have Joe Brolley on the football analysis talking about a tier two in football. Yeah, that and, just, that's and
2: exactly what I was going to say. You know, I mean, tier two in the football. But that's what's
0: scaring the football people is, because look at the hurling. Or is this just a hurling thing where there's it's, nothing outside the top, the good uh, counties?
2: I said they're just giving them an excuse not to, like, take the tier two in the football. This is giving the football counties a huge excuse not to actually go down that road because of what publicity they're to get out to. too. Um, Lee like, Hurling needs these two counties going, and it was a cracker of a game. You know, but is that's
0: just you don't know rhetoric, before. though. Do they need it? Where's the it? Need it, no? Need it. And Didn't I do. I, I, like. I agree. But where's the proof? Is in the pudding. Oh, yeah, yeah, do you I understand know
2: what that I mean? as well. like, yeah. And it was, it was look, it was a fabulous scoring game as well. Like, there was plenty of highlights in that particular game as well. Obviously, there was no camera set up at the game, so they couldn't show it or at that, But look, the, every camera can't be at every game. But bit of recognition. Eddie Rennan is obviously on the Sunday the game as well. He'd be on it probably this weekend only for he was developed with each, Why not have a, a call into him, a Skype call into him, have a, ch- a conversation, a chat with what went on because. Like leash against Offaly was a huge game in the Joe Donnelly because whoever won that, you're set up for the whole championship and now Offaly going into um think go Bryme, Westmead. Yeah, was playing West yeah. up there and that's gonna be a huge game for them. Like, you know, what I mean so yeah, I look again, I don't understand exactly what you're where where you're coming from, the leash and Offaly players um even supporters would will be, will be upset with it too you know but again it's a it's the decision they made and obviously they had to stick beside it you yeah,
0: yeah, know uh, yeah Ryan Malani was brilliant as well um, and his sister-in-law passed away during the week and he lined out for leash, yeah. you know and there was, a whole, there was 11 minutes of injury time there was a whole load of different uh, talking points coming out of that game and I'd, Brian I don't want you to start criticising the Sunday game here because I know that like you obviously do work for RT I'm not going to get you going down that road but maybe like we talked here, hear before about the Joe McDonough Cup being sold to TG Catter and take it out of RT's hands who don't seem to Definitely. have any interest I think, in I it. I think
1: that is the answer being honest. Like, I think it's the GA though I, I have a massive issue. with. like Sunday game has one night of highlights. they have Sunday night and they're trying to pack everything that happened at the weekend in. TG Catter have Monday night. They tend to their credit to go around the country to some of the smaller games and Sky then have have the highlights packages for the rest of the week and they don't even bother putting one on so like I just think the g in general are, are washing their hands of it and they're quite happy for RT, you know to take the blame and I'm not wearing my RT hat on this now being honest like RT aren't blameless we, for
0: not showing it last night either no, I do take JJ well, I take JJ's I take JJ's point G8. go on take
1: more, more credit yeah. like for what's happening too because like there's there, there's a mad like need and and huge demand and appetite to see more hurling and football around the country. There's a mad need for a GaTV channel. Like I've said this time and time again, I'd rather pay a subscription to GaTV than to pay it um, to BT or to Sky to see some a, an odd hurling match or football match here and there. There's so much hurling and football happening around the country that people want to watch. From Joe McDonough, Christy Ring. Lowry-Marr, if we ever end up with a second third tier football um, the same in the National Hurling League National Football Leagues, the Universities there's so much out there that we could be seen. Yeah. if the GA would take some of the onus on this instead of trying to make money on it but like, to be fair are, to be, to be, just,
0: just cut you off there Brian to be fair to the football counties that wouldn't be stu- stood for if the tier 2 get cast aside like last night on the football every every uh, county got shown and even waterford even you know Wexford all the division 4 teams their games were shown this would not be stood for in the football community that teams are being cast aside whereas in the hurling community the tier 2 competition can be completely ignored last night yeah, and it's just be and it's just and, and, be, and, and that it's, just and, it's county county just and and, and, I and I that's just accepted well,
1: yeah but i said the classic like we have we have Rules that completely stand against certain counties, like look at Kerry's treatment, for for example. If they win the Joe McDonagh Cup, they still don't go up to Munster. Like Munster have completely excluded one of their own counties because God forbid that it happened, the, the Holy Five or the Trinity, whatever you want to call them, like those five that God forbid they might have to go down. You know, where the, like Leicester in fairness, to the, over the, over the years have been a lot more inclusive. Like they've brought Galway in, they've brought Antrim in. You know, and they brought Kerry in actually over the last couple of years. If Kerry had won the the last couple of round robin series, they would have went into Leinster. So like there is a massive problem across the board. You know, like that there's no more equality or fairness in terms of the way the championship is set up. I hope to Garrett win a big match and stay up there at at, at the at the demise of someone else. I, I really do. Yeah. Because it? it'll really it'll really throw the cat among the pigeons. But at the moment it's set up that um, they're quite happy for a teams to yo yo up and down the way the championship is as long as it looks ways on television, as long as we're getting high quality matches and the Monster Championship is absolutely fine. And people can say I'm I'm winded and and, and whatever about obviously it's nothing to, to do with that at all. Carmel to their credit, they've done brilliant over the last couple of years, they did a great, you know. I suppose a, a moral victory yesterday against Colorado, but they gave it socks against them they'll still struggle to still there but they'll come down probably each will go up but don't tell me that each will stay up there next year either they'll come straight back down too
0: yeah no and, 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 and no, I accept that that's the way it's set up I can't understand I said to Tom Ryan when he was in here he says why don't you sell the Joe McDonough Cup separately and he went oh that's a good idea Which is can, only, me, can you believe that so it, they went into a, a five year TV deal where they, the Joe McDonough, when they entered the the TV deal, the Joe McDonough Cup wasn't even there. The Structures completely
2: changed. Completely in the changed. The GI, and
0: though. now they're stuck in a, in the no man's land where RT don't want to touch off the tier two. Now they're not blameless either. Yeah. Sky don't want to touch off the tier two. Now I think Carlo's result against Galway yesterday just highlights how how much bad form it is that Leash, Awfully Westmead, our traditional, and Antrim, our traditional, have their hurling. As hurling counties like Leash have won a hurling all Ireland, never a football. Like yeah. Leash are as much a hurling county as they are football, but they're being treated like dirt after having a good result. And my point, I probably there's a few different points in it in RT are to blame, GE are to blame, but I also think that the hurling community is to blame in that this is just yeah. accepted yeah. by them. There's,
2: there's only two look at Brian nail the header, either you have a full GA channel. Which that won't happen today or tomorrow. That's going to be down the road, for a few years, whatever it is, or else you have what you said. You have your your obviously the top tier is what everyone wants to watch. But if the likes of TG Carter would take up like the Joe McDonough and that and show games like that, or and
0: Virgin give, or whoever wants give, it, or Air options,
2: because if you look at it, TG Carter are probably they're at the grassroots they are everywhere all over the, the the country showing club games showing the league games and they don't want to get a crack at the championship so I think that again a Joe McDonough or something like that should be given to the likes of the TG Catter and if they run with and then they can make whatever they want to have to make after that because like games they that on Saturday night they should be shown 100% they should be shown because it's just a payback in, in the actual players themselves that the work they're putting in the actually entertainment they're and providing I as think well that,
0: you I know? think that as well I think that's an important point and it needs to be pointed out is that players don't play for highlights that's grand like I mean that's not their motivation their motivation is to play with their county the pride in the county but it definitely has an impact on recru- getting some players in that might go, Jeez, well, no one gives a shite about that. Mm. And you can understand where they are be coming from. Like, I mean, for it to be completely ignored it's, at the weekend. Just a bit, like, of we? a bit of recognition. And that improves the goodwill in the county, the atmosphere. And it has everybody potentially going. A bit of prestige. Mm. And where's the prestige in just being ignored? You know, and yeah. whether you like it or not, like that's very far down the list of motivations for players playing. But it's still a prestige claim for your county is a big thing too and there's none if you're a Joe McDonough Cup player there's none it's just you've had a famous victory and you're a traditional hurling county and you've just completely been brushed completely been brushed mm. I just uh, I swear it's just so infuriating
1: no, no I agree with you because like in, in, in certain cases like in certain matches, in a pretty tower or whatever they're able to uh, even YouTube it live and even then there's certain counties that will do the same with club matches and in fairness Buff Egan gets around the matches like that's the only bit of Kerry Antrim I saw at the weekend is looking at Buff Egan and there were some great scores in that Yeah, and it was a great win for Antrim
0: too yeah and
1: Lee. but but this is, it, is it, a is massive he? win like Antrim are playing Lee yeah. next to the game in a massive game what you're playing Westmead it's a big competition and as you keep saying Colum, this means a lot in these counties like we're, we're hurtling in my area in off we're hurling hurling only. And, you know, it's just a knock-on effect. And as you said, there's a lot of people at blame here. I think you're dead right The GA, RTE and the Hurling Counties in general. They're all accepted and they're all coupled
2: yeah everybody well, there's only one them. way around this you're going to have to be the Buff Egan for leash that's what you're going to have you're going to have to go oh, the to the matches go to Snapchat around the place
0: there's only one Buff Egan I'm not going to t- move in on his territory um, but no that's it lads and hopefully I don't know will it improve are we just talking uh, I don't I don't see any big national campaigns to try and improve this and you know where I always see these kind of things happening in football but anyways we, to move on from there or I could spend a whole hour giving out about yeah. that Greg Kennedy lads what is he doing like I don't <laughs> care this like I don't think they, I don't think they really explained last night how wrong this fellow was. This this fellow was cheating, absolutely blatantly cheating. Ran onto the field as a mentor, which you, I know there's one lad allowed as a runner. Mm. Mentors cannot get involved with players. With the play, with anything, you're a mentor now. If Greg Kennedy doesn't have the mentality to be able to run in, and I talked with Dermot Sullivan about this before, he was the runner for Cork, and I was saying, "Geez, it must be really hard, run in in the heat of battle." Yeah. You're part of this team to not like try almost kind of get involved in these yeah. skirmishes, and he is. It is hard, yeah. From seven Dan Shannon nearly they, had a run in there they a couple did, of years they ago. They went at each other, yeah, yeah. but like this is the thing. There's a whole mentality to mm. that role, and Greg Kennedy doesn't have it because yeah. that was cheating, blatant, bare cheating. And and only the referee didn't see it. It was a straight red, and yeah. he, sh- he should he should be stood down from that from that from running in on the pitch because he 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 clearly gets too involved in the game, and he ended up trying to mark a man. Yeah, it was just pure instinct. That
2: say, he turned around, the ball was coming at him, and he went to back to mark and Billy Ryan as well. Like you know what I mean? But again, look, I heard arguments there yesterday as well, saying the referee didn't have the whistle blown, but. He didn't know that. Uh, he knew like all he seen was a hurling ball coming at him. He caught it and turned it back and ran off the field. He knew exactly what he was doing. But he said, "I just say so he got involved in the game. instinct took over the mentor mentality or mere foreign mentality went out the window. He just thought he was a player there again, and and he caught the ball and turned it back." shouldn't have been there I, I understand you can go in at a break of play which was a break of play but you can't interfere where the ball goes even if it's not been in play you can't get interfere where the ball is going or interfere with any players either so he was 100% wrong now, was Were on, you, were was you near Cody? Yeah I was going yeah, to ask I was, I was on the line now and Cody, Derek Lane James McGarry I, I, <laughs> each two a man went up and argued him but you but I looked at him five minutes later and he was very sheepish he knew he, knew he was completely right. wrong he was after realising what he was after doing and he was head was in just in the ground uh, looking at the ground wondering Geez, I have to get out of here you are not a kind of way but look, he did come back onto the field again that didn't stop him coming back onto the field he was right. back on it every time every yeah. time he did come back onto the field again, the crowd were booing it but that got Kilkenny going it got the crowd going and um, since that point on Kilkenny kind of took over small bit there as well so
0: yeah I thought it was funny on the Sunday game last night Log says don't poke the bear and Henry did a nice little cheeky smile <laughs> then when he knew exactly what he was talking about but that was that was the thing TJ Reid said after the game Brian it was a bit strange i never seen anything like that before but in fairness it was a good catch out of the selector and I saw Brian Cody share a joke with him after the game mm-hmm. and that's all Grand Kilkenny won if Kilkenny hadn't won that game there would be uproar about this like it's grand and funny when the result didn't go on the side of the fella yeah, who tried exactly.
1: to cheat yeah. no 100% and yeah you hit the nail on the head there he, once he can anyone, they'll make light of it and won't make a big issue and leave it to the powers that be but powers that be need to intervene whether the whistle was blown or not like it's a massive no no from, from everyone's perspective and yeah. I think he should be banned to be honest and I like uh, bringing the G A disrepute or whatever, I I don't know the rule or anything, but no, it's it, it's complete no no. And it like, if we allow this to stand, where does it stop? If he gets away with it, that that'll be my worry. Where does it stop after that? Yeah. So I think he should be banned. Um, and I won't say it's a scapegoat. Actions have consequences, so I I, I do
2: think he should be banned. D- David got what eight weeks or a couple of years ago, from going down in the field again, like you know, yeah. I mean, something like similar has to happen again. Like you know, I think you so. You can't let that go. You know what Because I mean? Like, if the free was talking and to say the referee did blow the whistle and Billy Ryan within, he had an no, opportunity of scoring a, a goal. Like, you know what I mean? He was 20 yards out, no one near him, he'd in. He would have He probably would have Would have scored it if it had been allowed. But it was just talking to a couple of stewards after the match. They were saying they're happy enough that Kenny won because if Dublin had a won by a point or something, it, be you know I mean? it could have been could have been yeah.
0: Be... They would have had a more difficult job, definitely. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. What about uh, Moran putting the penalty over to put to put them five up? Right, was was. I don't think he meant. That. I think uh, he was going for the
2: ball. Yeah, went, yeah. he went for, it yeah, far went went for
0: the try. He went very route high route. over the bar. No, yeah. Sometimes you can.
1: Yeah, but it was just the way he countered it. Like, as far as I was concerned, no. He went. He went to go high with it, but. Um, it's just the
0: way he struck it and went very high, but no, he definitely went for it. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. It, it looked to the me that brought him up. Think about no, it: if yeah, they wanted yeah. to take a point,
1: they wouldn't put would him
0: in just to tap it over the bar. So. Ah, right, okay. Because yeah, his first penalty was outstanding. It yeah. was kind of disguised that yeah. everything wasn't yeah. it. So you get a
2: confidence after the first penalty as well. So I'm going, I'm going to stick this in the roof of the net. You know what I mean? You're, right. You get a goal, no matter where it once across the line. It doesn't matter if it's a roof net or the bottom of the ground. Once it goes in, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But I say you got a bit of conference after the first penalty. Now I'm going to. Hanging this thing with the top of the net, now we're going to put the final nail and get in Kenny's coffin. Because if that had went in, it would have been a completely different game. Like.
0: Oh yeah, Kilkenny were in big trouble mm-hmm. then. What was the Kilkenny penalty for? That looked like there was no penalty there at all. Now it was a goal, anyways. If he'd let it go, finally yeah. scored, but it just seemed like a shoulder, shoulder. Coming it was out. Sean
2: Moore and pulled in around the top of his head, but Sean Moore, the initial contact was outside the, of the box, so oh, he okay. would have been, But then he went in, and Al Nolan kind of left his feet for a shoulder, oh. but a shoulder, to a shoulder. But you know O'Callaghan went on and scored, but um, yeah, it was. Probably would have mean letter of law would have mean a free at twenty one rather than a, r- rather than the penalty. But
1: I thought both Dublin penalties were questionable as well. to be honest, um, uh, he, he went down fast enough on both sides. And, he did. Uh, Rush, Rush does absolutely. that though, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, and like then, like definitely I agree with JJ. The little slap by Sean Moore was outside the box. So I think Callum had it in the back. Like he was going mental, and he don't blame him because <laughs> he was having a right battle with Owen O'Donnell. Um, hadn't scored yet at this stage because he's got goal and uh, got scratched off and like god forbid again T J had to miss it but then again we shouldn't doubt T J um but it, just if he did if he did miss it obviously the goal being turned over by the referee was a, was a strange decision. So a couple of real strange game like that. There was a huge amount of talking points and as JJ said the crowd were really up for it. It was, it was to me it was really entertaining and fair anyway
0: yeah um, what about Noel Alan Nolan he was shuffling over and back a bit, kind of Bruce Grobbler yeah. messing with I hadn't seen a goalie do that before yeah. but like it didn't well, it didn't really work you put, put him the wrong way <laughs> which, is the si- which is silly really because I presume in hurling once you go down Brian I'll ask you this because you would have taken penalties once you go down to address and rise up the ball Sure, the, the goalkeeper, what the goalkeeper's doing is
1: irrelevant to you, is it? Or why would he yeah, even. But it's very hard to. You know, in soccer, there might be a lot of work to keep yeah, the ball in the to the side. It's very, very hard to do that in Holland, let me tell you. That's what I was the thinking. The keepers actually hold the wheel in the wrong hand is if you're stupid enough to think that they're the opposite handed or whatever. Um, especially even, you know, like in a club game, you're. you're playing against this lad for the last ten years or something nice. He, he tries to hold the hurdle and just find that hilarious. Ah okay. So
0: that's, right, that's just trying to get you to go the other it's side game, then, yeah. obviously yeah those Yeah,
1: So a lot of time keeper's kinda like go my time to look he'll go my weak side. Right. In my my uh, open side. So if I hold the hurdle in the other side uh, other hand he might go up which is better than your strong side. So Okay. A lot of bluffing going on at that stage to be honest. Yeah. I think forward have cleaning at you to the phones in the first to I mean Keepers had the upper hand. Um, I, I, it was quite hard to get used to the whole idea of not crossing the line, um, striking the ball before crossing the line. Um, but I think Fawkes now starting to get get the grips with it, and um, you know, there's you see more scored now than missed.
0: No, you definitely do. They seem to have copped onto it. What about Sean O'Brien's trip on Shane Kingston, lads? That has to be a straight red. Like, I mean. How can you get away with that, though? Like, it's a professional foul. Yeah. In soccer, it's a straight red. Yeah. In Gaelic football, it's a black, so you go off. Hurling hasn't legislated for this yet. No. But it's just wrong, lads. You just can't get away with a yellow there, can it's you? For, for wrong. It all depend on what, what, what <laughs> team you're playing <laughs> Well, you you're a defender. Him a, you give him a pat in the back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, see, I have a feeling you both might have I differing s- opinions on this. i wrong with that, William. <laughs> that was an absolutely
2: brilliant defendant. Take the yellow, i take one for the team, and then work away.
0: Jesus, What are you? what about you then, Brian? <laughs> You're on my wavelength no, I, here.
1: Yeah, no, I hate that one now. now don't get me wrong, I don't want to see a black card in football or in hurling or anything like that. But uh, no, I really don't like that because I thought that's real sneaky and dirty, to be honest. Cause he, he clearly decided tried to, to trip him um, and, and get really injured in that sort of situation as well. Um, so, no, I, I didn't like that. But then the same thing it
2: is a, yeah, support really, like, the only thing you can do then is give a, give a right because it isn't a professional foul essentially, isn't it? Yeah, no, it definitely or is a professional a, a foul. bigger sanction, maybe if you're outside and outside the box, for I sake and maybe give him a penalty instead for, don't you know, give him a proper yeah. punishment there rather should be a just, punishment 21. You know,
0: like ye- yeah. yeah, a yellow is not
2: enough punishment no, no. for that when you're straight through. Especially if you're five minutes left in the game, yellow card, what's that? There's nothing like, you know, yeah. really you're defending your goal is what you're trying to do, like, you, you take a yellow every day of the week for it, like, but then
1: oh, I agree with you to think if you're a back or like there's your team that's winning like, mm. it's the best thing you ever
0: did that's <laughs> the thing and you'd be a hero in your
2: dressing yeah, room but if you give away that free outside the box and then actually give a penalty instead of a free for a, for a professional foul or something like that bigger punchment then like you know what I mean you're not too inclined in doing it then like,
0: yeah no you know, I, agree. One yeah. And one. I agree I agree yeah. something like that right what, what? a couple more talking points here before we, we get into part two Stephen Bennett tapped over a free in the 63rd minute um, why did he do that? Like, I mean, they were struggling to get back. Then Austin Gleason had a go, pushed, took him off it. Stephen, we've talked about Stephen Bennett a little bit. Um on the show or Stephen maybe he didn't tap it over Austin Gleason told him he'd take it yeah, and he went he for a first goal end, yeah. he was going to take, take the first one um, we talked about his freeze he's not convincing with the freeze even though he's on it he wasn't even in the game because no. he's not on the freeze doesn't yeah. seem to help his game we won't get into analysis but I don't know what, what do you, would any free taker worth his salt when you're down by five in a 63rd minute with that chance yeah, like you're going for gold there yeah. like all the good ones down through the years or all the current ones like even free he doesn't seem to have that killer instinct does yeah,
2: he? Yeah I think he missed a couple in the first half now kind of rattling but he's getting a bit more confident in the second half right now but yeah I think Austin Gleeson kind of said right I'm going to take the first one he took the second one he went low but the ball actually ended up over the bar so it was but Maurice Shannon was, was flying around place. he wanted to take them but then he's a, or then 21 so anyone who a bit a conference now I suppose would look to take him you know but um yeah, I don't think he's utterly over convincing now on it. Now maybe time will, will prove me wrong. But at the moment, Pargman is such a such a street swi- strike of a ball. He's been there, done that, consistently done it over the last few years with Walford. Why not leave him on it? You know, I can, I know maybe I know the league's the league, alright, but different story when you're a championship back in. It's di- different pressure. Like in Parkman, he has done that before and he's dealt with the pressure before. So I'd be more inclined to pull him back on it now next week. To be honest.
0: Yeah, what do you what do you think, um, Brian?
1: Yeah, I just think when you have you've the, the glaring pressure coming from the inside, um, even though Paul Martini might not be the one doing it, like, it just sits better if Porg Martini's hitting the freeze. And I just think you're just being a little bit almost stubborn, like persistent Stephen Bennett. Even though he, up to yesterday, hadn't done too much wrong, Paul Martini, for me, would be the number one free And as I said, I keep going back to... I um, had this going on between Conor Fooney and Joel Hannings, and it's just eventually they just said no, look, leave it all. Joe Manning's yeah. the best and leave him at it and i it, it, it it's a little bit of hurt for Stephen Bennett but I think taking the pressure off him hitting the freeze would, would bring him back more into the game as well because you know there's a lot of there's, there's a lot of pressure on getting free, I know that first hand. And as I said I had no problem with the club. You know, Damien Murray was better than me at freeze and I used to let him hit them with no problem whatsoever. Um somebody just stated that I, I go back to Park manning going back to the goal situation like you know it depends what the what the like it's very subjective in that perspective you know five down you know you stick the ball over the bar you get back out get another handy score and go over the bar you're, you're into three you know like so it's just it swings around about. really you're a great lad when you go for it and you score it, and then you miss it and it's like oh why didn't you tap it over the bar so it's, um, definitely it's, it's a lot harder to score 21 uh, with the new rules because you can't cross the line um, you, you don't see
2: too many of them scored now when you go for a goal. Right, five points to Ireland is a good, very, very to the best lead you can have. Four points, then your goal point you are gone. That could happen in yeah. a space of two puck for You lose and go back, but then you need three scores. You're, gonna, you're rarely get two goals in a row, so you're going to get a goal, maybe two points. But it's a lot of scoring to get back that five points lead. The five points is is a huge lead. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking like Henry would have gone for a goal there though would he I don't know I'll tell no? 2012 follow I don't final know not, not with penalty with new took, rules his, took his pint right mm. sorry Brian not with the new rules I just think it's a lot harder to score them now inside the
1: 21 so, you you, wanna, you so, so what's, what's the new ru- rule what, what's the new rule We see the same thing you can't cross the 21 yard line with the ball the ah, same, right. same way as a penalty
0: oh ah, you can't throw so it, like, it up and hmm. follow it in yeah so
1: like it's a smash out of the pass. like you see penalties being missed with one on one so like you have to go for sheer power then at that stage and it's it's a lot tougher let me tell you so you don't see too many of them being scored I, I just think look it depends on the context of the game uh, it depends how long it's left but 7-8 or eight minutes being honest I probably would tap it over the bar
0: right ok maybe that's interesting I just and, have, and, like, that's not I'm just thinking, thinking afraid, of Paul like Flynn can we all agree Paul Flynn would have gone <laughs> <you> for it? <laughs> top corners <laughs> yeah spoken? but then
1: Kelly, Kelly did it a few years ago as well and and, you know Scott goes out for 65 and then miss the 65 you know but if they miss the 65 then as well you know, there's massive fresh run again then you know so it's it's just the think a lot of has got to with the context of the game you know yeah. time and you know and the form of the
0: player that's hitting it as well. Yeah. Okay. And think we're all going to be in agreement that the sideline uh, ball was a Waterford ball. It went off yeah. McNerney's hand, yeah. which is a huge call yeah. at that huge time. Call, that was yeah. like, Austin Gleeson could have put that over. He could have. Yeah. yeah. You know, he could have lobbed it into the square. Yeah, Dave McNerney actually hit it around eighty yards back down to the bottom
2: to down to Waterford uh, full back line. Yeah. He was a brilliant sideline from. Him. He's brilliant at the sidelines as well. Like you know, he wasn't He's even, them, yeah, yeah. He was classy. He did over eighty yards from from a, a sideline. Not too many lads can do it. Like, yeah. Austin Gleeson had a shot at the goal, but when Clare got the ball it was straight down it was a long way to come back yeah, up the field it was. and get a score for Walford as well as so it, a double whammy now for Walford it was, demora-
0: was demoralising now I don't know if you've noticed this lads it, during the commentary of the Tipperary Cork game but this is breaking news and it's shocking news Marty Morrissey doesn't know what a hospital pass is <laughs> do you remember this going on right so it was a Cork ball right it went out and it was, I can't remember who took, who hit the ball, but it was hit over towards Brendan Maher's wing. Now, Brendan Maher caught it. It was a bad ball, yeah. right? So he just caught it. Nobody got injured. Nobody got hurt. Nobody. And Marty says, that's a hospital pass. So I said, what is Marty on about? <laughs> <What the heck? laughs> After all these years, did you notice this? No, no I didn't notice did it. Did no. you, Brian? No no I didn't either alright okay Ash shite I should have given you a heads up on it <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I just thought Marty Morrissey not understanding a hospital pass was a classic how long is he in the game but anyways listen that's it we make yeah, it yeah, in when you're under, even in the one you know what it's all about <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll be back and we'll have a look at the games
2: I remember my mother, she's dead, she's eight years this year. She never saw me holding life, but she always went to the matches, to the hotel, the two finals, and we got off the bus after the first one, and the first person to meet me was my mother, and she said, look, that's meant to be, is meant to be. She said, keep the head up, I said, Grant. No matter, ma'am, thanks. 96, back to the hotel again, first person, (laughs) off the bus, my mother says, ah, look, what's it meant to be? I said, man, we'll give it a fucking <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: the so Tipperary won this game against Cork. We'll start there, lads. This was a convincing win, really, outside of maybe the second half of the first half when Cork kind of came into it a little bit. The big one was 13 of the starting team that played the 2016 All-Ireland Finals. So this is Liam Sheedy, the great motivator. Yep. Is that it, JJ? This is his, but this is his probably best quality, is it? That he gets you fired up. He yeah. gets it, And he, he talked a lot in the lead-up to the game about... Uh, the intensity that they need to bring the work rate that they need to bring and maybe these are things he identified with these players that they're all good enough and we know it and he got that out of them. Yeah,
2: it was a huge thing for him, but these players didn't need too much motivation. They were knocked out of the championship very, very early last year. They were sitting back looking at the best championship that ever unfolded and they were sitting yeah. on their couch looking at it. You know, you don't need a huge amount of motivation. These lads are proven winners. They've won all Irelands before, there's no issue regarding that. It's just to get the right motivation out of them again. He's after a look, he goes with tried and test it. Um, he stuck with the guys that one of my before, and he's a, a kind of young bench to come on there as well. You see, the last ten or fifteen minutes, all the fresh legs Jake Morris and all these lads were coming on and they were quick as well. Like you know what I mean? So he's looking for the, the ideal blend there, and maybe look like the Waterford kind of a couple of years ago that like 10, 15 minutes ago, Limerick last year 10-15 minutes ago, unleash the bench, fresh legs up there again, and and see out the game really more than that. but Tipp and Corker always high scoring game. Um, if you were back on either either side, you know you'd be disappointed a bit. Like two twenty-eight from Tuberary scoring is phenomenal. Like two twenty from play or something like that as well.
0: Yeah, something a absolutely play, yeah.
2: crazy. Like you know what I mean? Where was the man on my mark? And I think Cork uh, as a, as a defensive unit don't really work together that well they kind of play individually more than anything and if my man doesn't score that's okay but that's your man over there so you deal with him they don't really cover each other a huge amount as well that's where all the space come
0: out as well yeah. but um, well, no, Tim Arman- fair Tim O'Matney's is a bit of a liability like he's good on the ball he used to be a forward and he came into it a bit in the second half got a point and gave a couple of good balls in but Bubbles took him to the bloody yeah. cleaners like he doesn't See, he doesn't know whether he's coming or going in no, that position
2: it's, it's, it's very hard do you, as a centre back, do you actually go Mark Bubbles wherever he yeah. goes? Because if you don't, you leave the, the centre right open for Jamie Cannon as well. That
0: was a great move by Tip putting Bubbles on him, I thought. Yeah,
2: yeah. And Bubbles look fit enough now, in fairness. He's yeah. fit as I've seen in the last couple of years now, and moving very well. He got seven points from play there as well. All kind of different scores as well. He's right or left. He's and he made the goal for John McGrath as well. He's just a phenomenal player. On his day, he's absolutely phenomenal. And I think Damien now, in fairness, Damien Hayes, a couple of years ago said if you put Bubbles out, he got a bit fitter. Put most centre forward, he'd make the whole thing tick. Like you know what I mean? And he's so good on the ball he's such an eye there as well and never miss hits the ball always goes to the player as well Tipperary player so himself and Norm McGrath are a kind of joy to watch when they link up I think Norm McGrath got a pint in the second half there as well it was just 1-2 down the line flip l- wrist straight over the bar too that was
0: brilliant fantastic to yeah that was that was Harlem Globetrotters yeah, type yeah, hurling yeah. Uh, you know um, almost we've seen that kind of stuff from Limerick a little bit uh, like Tip mixed up the short game and the long game I know Diagnam was saying on the on the CoCom that there was a contrast in styles I didn't think Tip were a long ball team and anyway there was nothing wrong with it being a long ball team against Cork who play no sweeper you'll get joy out of that anyway Brian yeah no I think in fairness
1: to Tip they always try and play like not high long ball They play, try side play lovely low ball in front of the forwards um, the likes of Sheamey coming onto it John McGrath but uh, going back to the loose Markham I thought uh, you've seen it highlighted on the Sunday game last night the space the bubbles was left for that goal that he up for John McGrath <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous I don't know who it was I think it was timo O'Malley who was and just two defenders and ran out the field and left bubbles all alone in the square like in that next a half came like, the frame it was obviously trying to roar the car class come back but they couldn't hear him with the crowd and uh, Bob was great movement didn't just stand there got over to the, to the corner and, and rolled the glass on with that bubble but like crazy stuff like I don't know I, I, I've i never seen that at this county level where a lad would be standing on his own at the edge of the square no. inside the 21 no, it's, like completely unmarked and no one within 30 metres of him like,
0: but this is stuff. this is a novice centre back though this is <clears> an ex-forward playing centre back I suppose Brian
1: yeah yeah, I know what you're saying but suppose it does come back to the full back as well though Like yeah. the full the back needs to be talking to be centre back in that situation so if the centre back was going back out to his position there's no way the full back can get thrown out after the ball either yeah. you, know, Callen, you have to be sitting yeah. back and JJ will definitely back me up on that one
2: yeah Bubbles walked past the wing back and the corner back to go into that space into the corner so uh, that situation you need communication there if Tim and is going out the field the cornerback has to stay on bubbles and get someone else to mark his man and then your man will go on, on Tim and Manny Tim and Manny will fall back one rather than Timmy Manny running back 40 yards to get back into the cornerback which he'll never make it anyway the cornerback should be there wing back pick up the corner forward Tim and Manny come 10 yards over to mark-, mark the wing forward as a unit you, you kind of move one axis really more than that and, and yeah. you pick up the man closest to it wait till the ball goes out of play pick up your own man after yeah. that then again like, so communication that's what I'm d- saying like, there should there be a
0: general leader there but there
2: doesn't be. seem to be has to be Oh, man is not
0: it Cadigan no, it, Manny, had his hands full with Cadigan. might
2: be it Right. I think he's a good player and I think the time he's settle back in centre-back There's been a good attacking. player
0: and there's been a good centre-back though because it's such a technical position like I, I know this from I know it's completely different uh, Gaelic football but there's the only position on the Gaelic football field I didn't make, I never made a good fist of I was a, mm. bit, a bit all over the place in centre-back because I, I think you have to learn it over a period of time
2: Yeah but you need the lads around you working with you you know what I mean because if you're a centre forward. As a centre back, you have to probably stay in the middle a bit more often. If your centre f- centre forward was out the field, you're hoping your one of your midfielders going to pick him up. Yeah, or goes in the corner. Your wing picks him up for a few minutes there as well. Like you know, you need lads around you that will cover him as well. Like you know, yeah. you can't do it
0: yourself. They did well on the, Tipperary. Did well on the Nash puck-outs, because we talked about this on Thursday about whether you know they do the Limerick and Clare thing where they drop half a line and they seem to do that. They were inter- intercepting a lot of them, Brian.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and obviously, usually, Natchez book is a huge strength of theirs, but yeah, they, they held their line really well. Brendan Maron, in particular, in the second half, cleaned up from that perspective. Yeah. So, he used to mix it up. Um, yeah, so, and, and they needed an alternative then as well. That they, they weren't able to go long. They were struggling to go short. So, um, But that, I think that's the thing with Cork. I think if you can stop them from going long, um, where they've, you know, like Conor Lee Han and Conor or Seamus Harney running onto ball into space. You can stop that that ball initially, um, they're under pressure. Going into that game, to me, their forwards are class. I thought it was a little bit harsh um, on um, even, even the manager and the kind of talk after the game that Pat Horgan was on his own, right? Conor Lehan got, uh, got three, three points, I think, for play. Uh, you know, Seamus Handy got one, two. Like, Kingston Sheamus got three. Kingston, mm-hmm. Yeah, got three, had a good second half. Like, you know, to me, there was massive problems down the other end. You know, the unit, the court unit, their defence is just, it, it's it's too porous, essentially. And, you know, we talked about Cadigan there. You know, the point I was trying to make there is that Cadigan's full back. There's no way you should be out with that ball where there was a you know a ruck for it, 50 metres out from going out under the stand. Like, there's no way he should be out that far. If he is going that far, well, then it's up to others obviously to be covering, so it's it's just a crazy situation. You're leaving yourself wide open um, inside. So, as a defensive unit, it's certainly not good enough. And you expect Cadigan, like, if he looks at the six backs, like that, have you expect Cadigan, well, putting too much pressure on him, but you expect him to be the leader there. Um, the fun comes. You know, the, the full-back can see it all in front of him. See himself and Nash, obviously. They're, they're backing out all the orders. and They're making sure that, you know, everything's set up defensively the way they want it. Bill Cooper was a big loss then as well because he would cover back an awful amount, you know, whereas opposed to it's given to be getting up the field. Um, whereas, look, me then, much more attack-wise the player when he went to midfield. So, um, the, 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 they were way too open at the back. You know, Tipperary putting up way too big a score from play Completely, and a lot of tipping discipline from giving away soft freeze, particularly in the first half, kept conquering the game for large parts
0: of it. Yeah, no, definitely did. The um, what, what, I thought Deignan was poor on the yesterday, JJ. and I don't think he gave a good picture of where everyone was because he never said Bubbles was centre forward and it was a really sunny day and different helmets were similar and it took me maybe into the second half to go jeez Bubbles is out centre forward and like I mean it shouldn't have to be doing that because he can see it much easier Lehan confused me as well because he clearly started in the corner then he seemed to come out onto Brendan Maher and then they seemed to be sending puck outs towards Lehan on Brendan Maher and Lehan runs into space but he seemed to be standing beside and he didn't give any flavour of that even mm-hmm. though I, like the idea with me with Lehan two years ago when they beat Tip in Semple Stadium is Lehan started centre forward and Ronan Maher and ran the shite yeah, out of him yeah. and yeah. ran him to the two wings now they didn't do that Harnedy didn't run Maher and I don't know I just thought Deignan could have told you a little bit more about what was going on off the ball yeah, yesterday You
2: see the bubbles in Norm McGrath are very very similar the way they play and at Green Helmet as well, and then you have. Bonner Mara and Niall O'Mara two left-handed horrors, two white helmets yeah, as well and the
0: two, Mar- two uh, Mars
2: and a half-back uh, they look very, very similar helmets. right? I was like mean? where's <laughs> everyone <laughs> here? It takes me it, time. That's yesterday it's we needed m-
0: Diagnan, and Dignan's Deignan, uh, excellent in the first 30 seconds of giving you a few positional switches is, but then yeah, he yeah. forgets about it for the rest of the game yeah. do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I like, they're yeah. just as important for the rest of the game Yeah
2: even the start of the second half you kind of have to tell where guys are going as well like yeah but it's yeah Bubbles' master truck of Liam Sheedy putting putting out centre forward obviously he put a, a gun to be said he said right you have to get your fitness right or you won't be on this team like you know what I mean which he seems to have a lot of work done now as well now this summer he looked for him now yesterday again I've he looks for him now
0: he was flying it uh, Brian three players I have down here in the notes for Cork that were completely ineffective that were so important last year was Dara Fitzgibbon Mark Coleman and Daniel Carney. they didn't yeah. like. They were, they were the three players really that changed Cork last year and made them tick and none of them were in the game really
1: yeah, and look, a lot of that comes down to um, the way that Tipperary set up. because They really clogged that middle third and, and they brought it into a battle. And the likes of Coleman, Fitzgibbon, apparently they're such, you know, kind of freestyle hunters. They're up and down the field. Uh, they're trying to run a loose ball. massive pace. But they were running into, you know, even if they did get a ball, they were running into dead ends. And, um, uh, you know, you have to get... Tip credit from that perspective. I think they learned a huge amount from last year's game at Turnus, and I think that's something that Sheedy's done all this year. Even in the Munster League earlier, earlier, Claire took him to the cleaners. You know, a couple of weeks later in in league, you know, they counteracted um, Clare's style and, and the comprehensively beat Claire that time too. So there, there's a serious amount of. Um, video analysis and tactical analysis don't, being done by Tipperary at the moment and they're really trying to counteract the, the strong um, tactics of other teams and I think um, that that's that's pretty impressive from Dean Sheedy's perspective as well um, because it's not just a case of just putting your, your best 50 players on the field either uh, he's he nullifying their threats and it, it allows the likes of Rola Mar suspect with a bit of pace you know when he's run at but allows him then to have that cover around them. And, uh, you know, again, they're trying to put up a wall there in the half-back line. I think that's the little bit of any strong team. If you look at the, the names um, of the half-back line between Tipperary and Cork, like, just like Brendan Marr, um, Ronan Maher, and Park Marr, look at that half-back line as opposed to the Cork one. You know, it's, it's just... You can see straight away where, where, where this has been been won and lost. And then, obviously bring in a really ha- hard working half forward line which uh Tip did. Um, you know, in fairness to Bubbles he not just got around and got scored, but he did work hard and so did Shamey Cannon. So um yeah you know, a lot of credit separation from
0: that perspective. Yeah, definitely. Jason Ford wasn't at his best. Niall O'Leary did a good job and he, he was yeah, a tenacious little yeah, fella. Yeah. Gave away the penalty. Nearly so eager to get involved that yeah, well, he I nearly see. went over the he top. Had to, but he had to make it, yeah. He definitely had... They're able to produce cornerbacks, Cork. Yeah, there. no problem with but that. Cork have a lot of problems, though, JJ, on the evidence of yesterday, don't they? Like, yeah. to go from where they went last year, having Limerick beaten, yeah. to that yesterday. Now, Tip deserves a lot of credit, obviously,
1: but yeah. Cork... Oh geez, right, they were just can I just go back to that penalty for a second? If you yeah. don't Nylon Meyer took forever. He's fair lucky the referee gave a penalty there. Now, it might have been a penalty. They're borderline calls. A lot of referees want a way of play on there um, now. He took, took him so out. long over that ball. I know he did, but he took so long over the ball. Like, but that's irrelevant
0: how long he takes. He was taken
1: out.
2: Uh, I don't know, what JJ. What do you reckon? I know his like, initial call well, yeah, now. I was in that situation, would have tried to run the exact same thing. I yeah, would, he missed probably, the ball. If you, know. if you had to give a penalty I'd have to take it do you know what I mean that yeah fair enough. Yeah you, you, you take it but like
1: there's, yeah. there's many times like we've seen in hurling matches like, that penalty wouldn't be
2: given. Yeah it'd be 7030 now you get it. Um, depending penalty yeah. given all the time, 30% saying yeah, you, could, you right. use chance's arm right now, because the,
0: the ref was harsh on Cork then towards the end, wasn't he? Yeah, just the, the Horgan were, free was a disgraceful yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Can't wrap your hand around. No, right? he wasn't. He
2: was trying to help. But yeah. Albar another. Had a great game for Tipperary again. Like back yeah. in car, he t- no, he's very, very tenacious as well. And that's what Tipper were lacking over the last couple of years as well. Like you know, but um, back to Tipperary forward for a second, the work rate the run was were very good.
0: Work rate was going well. Omar is a very good player.
2: Very good yeah. player. Very good. He's he's, he's vital. How they actually. Play because you can't have six absolutely unbelievable forwards yeah. with no workers in it. Now they have my Lamar, Bonner, Mara, Mara They'll do all donkey work. Bubbles will will get in, and Shamey will 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 kind of sprint back and now and again like just uh, just uh, chase back a couple of lads there as well. Like, but yeah, it's Cork. Go back to the Cork issue as well. Again, people, it's going kind to of a template there for any other team playing Cork now at the moment. Stop soft stop Fitzgibbon. You have a fair chance because even Myler after the game, we usually pitch in with four or five points from midfield. You can't really. Expect a midfielder to score four or five points every game. You know, in kind a of way, you need more from your forwards, or half backlines as well. I think it was just, he was probably expecting if given to get another three or four points, it's very hard to keep that consistency going. Like.
0: Yeah, no, it is. I presume Amaro was on Coleman, was he? He quite in him or was it mm-hmm. again, a Bonner Mar again with the of same of helmets, your <laughs> studie, <strictly laughs> and Dignan not helping us out <laughs> <laughs> So, right, we'll, we'll have to leave that one, as We'll talk about Clear Waterford. We'll cover Clkenny, Dublin in performance of the weekend just to save a little bit of time. This was how Waterford got within a point of claire jj yeah. uh, you'll never know they were poor all day waterford claire were good so I don't know is this uh, like a, a blot on Clare's yeah. performance that they even allowed Waterford but they just had a much easier style they'd had a dangerous two man full forward line who stayed close together and worked off each other yeah. where Waterford played a two man full forward line no for brothers they have no communication yeah. they run in opposite directions yeah. they both sprint to either wing so Waterford are never getting ball kind of in dangerous positions in there they're all, whenever the Bennets get on it they're out in the sideline yeah. whenever Connellan or Shane O'Donnell are on it Shane O'Donnell's buzzing around Conlon and maybe you know for a tap over a yeah, point and yeah. Waterford just struggles they work very well together they the work two. well together yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. but um, yeah, we think it was Clare's Clare had a great probably 60 minutes 55-60 minutes but again the old failure of this Clare team as well they don't put teams away they left Walford back in. It wasn't Walford coming back in. They let Walford back into it. Their big guns kind of didn't see Tony Kelly a huge amount in the last ten minutes. Didn't see Shane O'Donnell a huge one in the last ten minutes. John Connan. Up to that the three guys were running the whole game. Like Tony Kelly had a brilliant first half. Yeah. Shane O'Donnell probably the hardest person to mark in the full forward line at the moment. He just turns on his sixpence, he rises the ball up in the hand and Thorn and yeah. gone in the same movement and he's you a don't pest he's as well going. isn't he oh, he's he, he brilliant yeah. brilliant very very good and very very good in the air as well and what he's very good is, is himself and John Connor communicating a lot there as yeah. well. Because if John goes up, no point in Shane going up as well. Because the two backs will go up, and he will get on the break. But he's so quick, he's so so quick, and he just goes direct for the goal. His second option is to take a pint. Um,
0: yeah. But they work in there, and Podge Collins back into his old role, buzzing mm. out around and leaving the two lads inside. And look, you know, the, yeah, in the first half it
2: just looked very dangerous. Could have yeah. got a second goal as well, only for I don't know was it a free either. no the Connors made, made the most of, uh, oh, yeah. of a bit of contact there as well. Only for that would have been a, a second goal as well. So, and if they have score that, you never know what will happen. But the only I think they're heard well, but the failure mentality of letting teams back into it—that's that. If they stay doing that during championship, that's going to cost them. Yeah. Definitely, 100%.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely will. What do you think, Brian? Like, I mean, Clare have a good look to them. Then you have Doug and Kelly and uh, Dear Ryan. Didn't score yesterday, but he put himself about. They definitely have a nice little uh, mix in that forward line, which I think I'm just contrasting this completely to Waterford, who don't seem to have any kind of chemistry in their forward line.
1: Yeah, and look, I, I've said it for the last couple of weeks. I think Clare are dark hot for this Ireland, but they have to sort out their consistency issues. And again, it was evident yesterday. Um, Sean O'Donnell, he is he's he's class, but hilarious. he doesn't actually score a huge amount um, on certain days. Like he, he, I thought he was deadly yesterday. He was eight or nine out of ten, and he only got a point. Yeah. Um, it, but when he when he does score, he, he's careful, Like he didn't a hundred years ago. He is actually capable of scoring, you know, two, three, two, four. So. Um, He's a real team player because he wins ball, so dangerous running, and not afraid to offload it then as well. Yeah. Um, he attracts a lot of defenders when he's, he's running with the ball. And he, yeah, gets it, he, turns, he, he turns his own
2: man and then everyone has to go to him. So that's why yeah. he, he slip a pass yeah. there as well. Like
0: he, uh, he's selfless too. He he's a very, very good all-around yeah. player. Yeah. Very,
1: very good at that perspective. I know th- um, go on. Go on, sorry.
0: Another problem I think that I'll, I'll give this to you because I cut you off Brian another problem I ha- we have with Waterford is Jack Brown went sweeper because Mikey Kearney offers no real threat. so Jack Brown sees he's on Mikey Kearney centre half forward Mikey Kearney's no Joe Canning he's no bubbles he just dropped off him covered the two Bennets and maybe that's why the two Bennets kept running to the wings to get ball because that kind of ball you know around a D was being covered by Brown I don't know because it wasn't until Morris Shanahan came on remember Tommy Ryan gave him that ball like how is it that the two Bennets can never gather a ball like that that's in front of the goal and turn and put it over like I mean the, I think their runs are all wrong their communication with each other is all wrong I think Kearney's messing them up by going too deep into midfield and the centre back not respecting him and coming back covering them I think the fierce amount of problems up front Waterford
1: Yeah look I think it's the US as opposed to just just um, just the two Bennett brothers and as well it is their style of hurling too they're trying to work it through the lines then and play you know almost a, a perfect ball inside um, you know when they actually went when the room won for those last 10 minutes which is almost desperation stuff like they caused massive problems so they, they're, they're caught between two styles I think at the moment between you know the Derek McGrath hugely tactical um, type of a style and a little bit more orthodox in in, um, in Fanning so it's just I, I still think that's why I like Clare and I like Limerick at the moment is that they're able to mix up both styles they're able to play it short when it needs to be but they're also they're able to go with the out ball straight down the centre on top of John Cullen and corner forwards feeding off it Like I think Waterford with their mix of styles would be better Better
0: placed if they actually did that. Yeah, the two two matchups they they, they did from the start was de Burke on Tony Kelly that didn't work at all, and Connor Gleeson on Colm Galvin that did work. So maybe they, maybe swapping them around Gleeson yeah. on Kelly might have been the. Sma- it's okay in hindsight, but yeah. I, looking at that at the start, I would have said that's that yeah, I, I you, wouldn't you mind really those two.
2: Looking at the game before, then you expect that to happen. Connor Gleeson is a brilliant man marker as well, like you know. But Tony Kelly has had a the run of the whole field. Like he yeah. he never runs, he never contested a fifty fifty ball himself. He's all Around the perimeter, yeah. running across the line. He's if a huge it, skill um, of doing that, yeah, doesn't he? Brilliant. He just times it so well, like you know. And he goes so, around the place, and he's so accurate off right or left. Now, wait, no, I mean don't mean accurate, but he always makes the goal. Like it's never a tap into the keeper's hands, and the ball is either in the field before in four or five seconds. You know, he is he's he's accurate as well, but he has the power on right or left from 65, 70 yards out to make the distance for a shot at a goal as well. Like, you know, worst case scenario, it's a puck for Walford. but every declare team is reset by the time that comes in. Like, you know, so he's a great, great
1: player. But he, he, he's brilliant, but he not only makes the runs, but they give him the ball. Yeah. One of his scores in the first half, like, he was literally, he, he passed out to Ryan. Yeah. And Dermot Ryan hand-passed the ball, like, a yard to him. You know, whereas most other teams in the country, Jimmy Ryan would have struck that ball himself or might have tried to draw a runner, but it wouldn't allow another cover to get back on Tony Kelly. So it was just like, off you go, Tony. You, you do what you do. Um, I think that's amazing. I think that's when Claire when are at their best, they are, you know, Tony Kelly's buzzing around the place and he's just coming off the shoulder of players. And like, that, that's very hard for any man marker to actually stop because he's just making that run and he's holding straight for a goal and it's just offloaded from, you know, and. he's he's just he's so hard to stop he's brilliant like five points in play again he's just so consistent he's he's clatter
0: That's crazy it's the bloody five points (laughs) he's nearly always around the five point mark as well like it's unreal what about Shane Bennett the centre forward because Shane Bennett for me is not an inside forward he's a strike runner and he's great pace the centre-back will have to respect him a little bit more because he's more dangerous than Kearney and play Morris Shanahan. Morris Shanahan always plays well for Waterford. Why does he come in and out? Now we don't know what goes on behind the scenes but for me whenever he comes on there's danger in there. Suddenly there's a presence Mm. they've got a long ball option not into the corner or onto the wing Standing on the edge of the square, where when he catches it, he can lay it off, or he can shoot himself, yeah. and then you can work off him. For me, Waterford aren't working off anyone. They're, it's almost like I don't know; they're making it up as they go along. Would that be? Yeah, is that to, unfair?
2: Waterford, he went too much with the sharp pocket. They're hitting the twenty-one, and, and Clear were just standing off him, letting.
0: Clear wants you to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's,
2: I said that's why they were, they were the benefits were running to the wings because. The one in the corner back had it, they're working up the field and try to get into that corner. But I'd put to be honest with you, I'd put Austin Gleason centre forward because um a centre back has to answer the question do I stick with him wherever he goes? Yeah. Or do I let him off? If you let Austin Gleason off he he's a better chance to score wing forward I think he can detail a man marker with him and um takes him out of the game, but they're gonna to have to answer that question. I don't think Morris Shannon with ages he's in at the moment now, I don't think he has it's probably seventy minutes in him. 100% impact of, and he was very very good yesterday again 10-15 minutes at most I'd bring on Morris I wouldn't be starting right. Morris to be honest with you
0: Ok he just seems to give them a focal point that they don't have without it mm. they don't seem to have any other option anyways because it's Patrick Curran and it's smaller Tommy Ryan and yeah. it's these smaller players other than that so maybe it's hard it's hard to know it's weird that we're completely down in Waterford and talking up Clare and was a point in it in yeah. the <laughs> end it's weird <laughs> the way yeah, weird. But, well,
1: Waterford are in big trouble now though because you know, they're going to tip now Um no more than than Carter in big trouble as well. Like losing, we said this coming into this championship. Like losing the first game was going to have a massive
0: yeah at um, home. effect
1: on them. And, and but especially Waterford was the home, exactly.
0: So was Carter. Yeah. They didn't
1: make it into this big fortress that they, they were going kind of make out that they were going to be made into, you know. And Clare just they tasted it from the very start. And you know, you this point from that perspective. From Waterford, they never got the crowd to get behind them. Um, you know, they, they needed to give them a lift or two. Jamie, I think Austin tried a few times and you know, got a couple of big scores big fist pumps as well. But, you know, you need to be way more physical all over the field and and, and driving out a ball and turning two lads upside down, I think, to, to get that crowd behind
2: you. One so, of your main players as well, Jamie Barron being took like, off minutes, 15, yeah. fifteen minutes ago. You know what I mean? you be just as a Watford manager, you're kinda of saying, Right, Jamie Barron looking at it eight, nine, 0, ten yeah. every game. You know, when he was took off, you know, so it's a huge blow. You can't legislate for something like that either. You know, it's, no. it's unfortunately,
0: didn't look to me like he would deserve to be taken off, but not not that I was able to, not that I know any better or anything. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, was he having a nightmare? I don't remember. He's well, really. not a huge amount of
2: ball not to be no. fair, like, but then White's well, back not really for a midfielder. The There's not as much space. Up. Yeah, yeah. Flying Especially over there. If, if you're going short and you're going over to have the actually midfielders is completely bypassed. You yeah, mean.
0: yeah. Okay, right. Listen, we'll come back with Paddy Power perform of the weekend.
1: A lot of people do say, what do you love about hunting? Do they say? Uh, is, it, is it the fresh air? Is it the great outdoors? Is it the thrill? No. I just love killing things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, 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 uh
0: okay Paddy Power performance of the weekend first nominee I have down here I think TJ Reid I'm going to cancel we're going to ban TJ Reid and Tony <laughs> Kelly from the from performance of the weekend or else we just have to repeat ourselves so I'm scratching Tony Kelly off and I'm scratching TJ Reid off because this is just getting so consistent with these lads of being brilliant um, I'm going to go with Porrick Walsh from Kilkenny and Owen O'Donnell from uh, Dublin so Parik Walsh pretty much changed the game around and Brian Cody changed the game around really because well, am I right in saying Hugh Lawler was getting a hard time by Sutcliffe he went full back to, er, Parik Walsh went centre back which completely transformed Kilkenny mm-hmm. Lahy came into midfield and was there a change up front as well when Lachey? oh no Morrissey came off so it was yeah, just one sub off Lahy came on for Morrissey mm-hmm. and that re-jiggle Completely transformed Kilkenny's uh, day, JJ.
2: Yeah, the huge 10 or 15 minutes after half-time. Hugh Lawler caught one over Liam Rush, whereas in the first half, Liam Rush was breaking that down and winning it himself um, on Paddy Deegan there as well. And then Parry caught an unbelievable ball going backwards, kind of fell over backwards as well, cleared up the field, and then TJ got the goal off it. But looking back on TJ's goal, his first touch for that, he had no right to get that ball in the first place. his first touch was unbelievable. Got up thirty yards out. Nine times in, lads would take a handy score. He's seen was something on back one two with, with Colin straight into the goal. Phenomenal, but um, yeah, Parry thundering into the game. Hugh Lawler getting on top of, of Lean Rush and the goal. The first ten fifteen minutes was huge for Kilkenny as well. Like. Yeah, and then they put doubts in Dublin's mind. And David Tracy missed a few frees last 10 or 15 minutes as well all kind of um, things came to back to haunt Dublin again like you know a score will freeze you have to score everything you want look at TJ he, you now he's just like radar bang 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 yeah. he's going to score them all but when the pressure was on Dublin missed a few vital frees as well
0: Dublin will have to be demoralised after that Brian like I mean five championship debut taunts for Kilkenny we know all about their injuries Dublin were primed go up to Nolan Park perform well in the first half and then fall away like I mean that's very disappointing from their point of view like is it is it as simple as just saying they don't have a Dane they don't have a Shami Callan or a TJ Reid or you know like I mean all the top top teams a uh, Galan they don't have a marquee forward or is that analysis too simplistic for
1: them? Um, <clears throat> Probably not too simplistic but there's certainly a final point to that because there's some really dangerous forwards but yeah there's, there's no X factor in fairness like Eamon Dillon had a good league, particularly towards the clo- closing end of the, the league, and he didn't score and Ocean Roark was injured so he wasn't involved and he also had a decent enough league. but I suppose when you're going down to play key, Kenny in Nolan Park you need someone or, or, or a good few forwards stepping up to the plate they yeah. did that in the first half and they got their tactics spot on but um, in the second half when they really needed them. You know, they were really found what they only scored four points in play in the second half. Chris Comey got two uh, from right half back, uh, two long range shots. Now he's very accurate from distance. He always scores to give him his credit. But like Danny Sutcliffe when he got two points, when he was putting corner forward for the last five or ten minutes. Right. So they got no return up front whatsoever. And and that was disappointing and, look, Danny Sutcliffe ended up with four points. Can't really, you know, say too much about him. Uh, but at the same time, for those twenty twenty-five minutes, he's on Park Walsh You know, Park Walsh was absolutely clean up, and uh, I, I definitely agree with you putting in Park Walsh you know. um, From from that perspective, when we're leaving out a lad, but his move to centre back in particular, I thought he re-energised. Um, you know, Kenny. I think invariably, Cody now has found a, a kind of a, a much more certain team. Um, you know, really was the call complaint coming into that game. Seeing Paddy Deegan playing full back and Lawlor at centre back, um, and you know, it just it, it, in that second half when they got a half-back line of Deegan, Walsh, and, and Conor Fogarty, it just seemed not in good past them at that particular that particular stage. And um, you know, a, a lot, very very impressive return from Kilkenny You know, they'll still have a lot of work to do to to, to really. Like push on and win all Ireland don't get me wrong but uh, still a hugely impressive victory uh, on Saturday night I, I, as I said I found it a hugely entertaining game
2: to mix it up as well though, even for the second half to win Shorten a few Pocos picked out Conor Fordy got two Alan Murphy got one Poirier got one there as well they were 40 yards out but first half they were very predictable long either TJ or Water was hitting TJ or Water was hitting every single poker went long Dublin kind of fell back and fell back, and that's where they were kind of dominant in the first half. Second half, then I'd say Kenny Call out Dublin a bit now because the lads were 40 yards out in the half back line and they were, they were getting the, the puck out, and then. That launched their attack there for Kenny as well. And is Darren, Brennan,
0: think, is Darren Brennan known for these good pickouts?
2: He, w- he would be a good keeper now, he would be very accurate as well. But I'd say the first half, he just, this is his debut as well. Like Get you know, him you're, down you're Getting the ball out there. And in fairness, he tried one in, in the first half, and Dublin ended up getting a score out of it. So that knocked his confidence a bit. But in the second half now, he was just very, very accurate with it. Now you have to be impressed with him. Yeah, and because they were Dublin 80 were. 83
0: percent on pickouts outs in the yeah,
2: second half. It's phenomenal, yeah, yeah.
1: She's fair play to him. Yeah, to Dublin in that first half too as well. Um, Half back, like they went man to man completely um, Sean Mullen didn't play centre-back he had play kind of wing-back he was looking up Mullen yeah. uh, Chris Cummings Markham, Walter Walsh and Shane Barrett um, was on TJ well Markham is a uh, kind of a loose term because the three of them now were over the, over the line in terms of the arts the Harrison trying to really uh, annoy the three players on the you know, I was persistent. I did not in fairness to the players they kept her cool. The Kikani Kenny, Kenny followers kept her cool. And then we seen Chris Cummings with his dive at the end. That was disappointing too. Um you know he was after scoring the point, he came back, and he hit Walter Walsh a a slap, you know, a good shoulder and two boys went at it and then he just threw himself on the ground. So you know, that was disappointing but in, in Oh in I thought
0: that
1: in, in the first half, like the three of them they really upset Kenny followers followers in terms of um being in their faces, hurling on the edge or over it. And, and, and to stop any winning position, so it, it certainly worked in the first half but I suppose the boys probably got hairdryer treatment the half team from Cody and, and went back out and just you know really went that actually the one thing I loved was uh, after Walter Walsh and, and Coggy had their bit of um, handbags uh, you know the, the next ball straight away the ball was tucked down between the two of them I just thought it was, it was sad <laughs> and uh, Walter Walsh actually won it and an offloaded it so Sounds great, great and... Uh from a hurling perspective, see, just point
0: out between the two of them. Let's see what happens. <laughs> 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 I love your mentality, guys. I love the, the the Warrior mentality. What about Adrian Mullen, JJ? Because you were thinking it might be a year or yeah. two yearly for him. How did he do? He done well now. done well in his
2: debut as well. Like you, know, you know, He quit himself very well. Got on the ball in the first 10 minutes. Done everything very, very simple there as well. Got a score. He could have got a couple of more in the second half there as well. But no, overall, he, he worked very hard now as well. Fairness to me. He He's back in the, the half back line in the second half, kind of picking up ball and, and getting it down the field. So. No, very impressed with him now himself. I think I thought Tommy Welsh is a brilliant corner back now as well for his debut, too. Um, he seems to be at home there as well. He's quick and he attacks the ball there as well and got, got a great score. Could have went in for a goal on his debut, but yeah, a phenomenal yeah. player as well. Like, so, a few of the younger lads that came on, Alan Murphy got three points there as well. A few of the younger lads come came on, they, they kind of stuck their, stuck their claim there for, for the Championship jersey for now on. You know, it's great.
0: You're down to the bare bones. They were down to the bare bones. Hugh Lawler had played full back during the league, and I know that was kind of patching things up and it was all over the place. Putting him back full back now, where he's probably better, and putting Porrick Walsh centre back, mm. and now you have a good half back line. And then I think Richie Lahey, I never always scratch my head whenever yeah. I see him not on the team, anyways, because he, he's a bit of a chaff, it's kind of yeah. a, a pure hurler in midfield. I don't know why he's not a guarantee in there yeah. anyway. He
2: came on and played well, he got a couple of points, all right, you know, give probably give away a couple of frees, but maybe that's. Small thing is is working against him that that bit more, you know. But um, yeah, he's a little it.
1: bit looser as well, so I can see why he to has really brought in. You know, right? Starting the game as, as you know is totally different than, than coming into a game that's kind of opened up a little bit. So um, I think it probably suits him. and He is he's brilliant to come in. He'll always get you on the scores. Oh, yeah. Like that's worth its worth, worth its weight in goal as well. You need players that come in off the line and actually make an
0: impact. Right, OK, come here. What about Austin Gleeson? So he scored four inspirational scores. He celebrated all of them. Wasn't massively in the game. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't probably on Tony Kelly's level. Yeah, but yeah. still, you're coming out of that game saying Austin Gleeson played well. You know what I mean? He scored four great scores at important times, I suppose. Got them off the ground, then got a few good ones in the second half. Um, I'm putting him in as a nomination. Hmm. Uh, look,
2: he's after setting his own standards. Um, Austin is now, to be
0: fair. Um, I don't think he hit
2: from yesterday. Now he hit him at times but went back out of the game there as well. If you're looking at your marquee player, you're you're like, you know, we're not talking about TG, but TG in the first half wasn't he weren't going well, but he was the still one constant that Kenny had in that first half. Hooking, blocking, throwing off ball to someone else. He was absolutely brilliant in the first half. Austin yeah. needs to just bring that more to his game. Right. Getting other lads in involved in the game because when he gets the ball he'll always draw two or three defenders. So there's obviously going to be loose forwards somewhere else. So get that ball to your other forwards. Doesn't matter if he scores okay. once wants Waterford score, you'd be happy. It was kinda look, again he 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 showed in glimpses what he can do. But as if I was a Watford supporter, I'd want to see that more consistently. To be honest,
0: I want to see him being on a bit mm. more, maybe being out in the wing and likes of David Fitzgerald, who's a big man. Yeah. Probably isn't the best for your your marquee player. But they're always kind of talking about how to get him into the game. Brendan Maher rolled back the years. Um, Brian, again, we were we're not sure what the hell was happening with Conor Leehan, unless you can shed some light on on why Conor Lehan seemed to be outstanding beside him and seemed to be a target for puck-outs Yeah, it, it was a real friend
1: when I. But like you have to give credit to Brendan Marik coming yeah. back from a crucial injury, you know, I'd only played I think one, maybe two rounds of the the championship with his club coming into this game, and to be in such shape and to put in such a performance, um, you know, that that's hugely impressive. Uh, you know, got a couple of scores even as well, offload a lot of ball. So look, it's real rider right over stuff, and you see that like coming back like that. But yeah, Conor Leehan and, and Cork Tactic seem to play play into, into Brendan Maher's hands, but as I said earlier I do think he was helped with the, the tactics of the area, making sure that they clogged up that middle third and um, allowed the halfback to sit in the pocket and the, the space wasn't in front of them because last year um, Paul McMahon was marking Daniel Kearney, and we mentioned this earlier but the space in front of him was huge like there was 20 and 30 metres in front of him in, in Turles, so um, I think credit has to go to tips tactics just as much as, as the performances that halfback
0: back then. yeah definitely he had an altercation with Kearney as well there was no falling down after that no one did a crummy they, <laughs> yeah. they pushed and oh, person. he went
1: in to give it as well Carney yeah. that's like, that's
0: like, you know, didn't stand back from him either though did he he went back at him no. and gave him a I think he tried to give him a, a did, box in yeah. the yeah. face guard <laughs> <Yeah>. did he, <laughs> he did. once <laughs> right one or two other nominations right. Marty Kavanagh lads obviously Carlow scored 11 5 from play 6 frees. Mm. Carlo really had with not too long left they had it back to three points and do you know what I mean that's just sensational yeah. again great to see him doing it at that uh, high level Mark Kavanagh almost his namesake 11 points for Leash, um, 8 frees he got one sideline 2 from play he was outstanding as well and remember the only other game I saw Leash playing was against Limerick and I thought Limerick were just a class above except for Mark Kavanagh probably Paddy Purcell that night so he's um, obviously at that level top class player Ryan Mulaney as well and Chad Dwyer apparently were really good up front as well um, uh,
1: even, even though they didn't win Oshin Kelly, Ross, score two, three, Kelly
0: scored 2-3 Oshin Kelly scored 2-3 Ryan Mulaney obviously is not yeah. up front Chad Dwyer is up front uh, Oshin Kelly yeah he was bad. Just when I saw that awfully forward line Oshin Kelly back and then Shane Dooley and Bergen starting I was starting to think Jesus Christ now they have now they have all their men back that they're missing during the league Brian I was thinking Leish, um could be up yeah, against it going the away. See,
1: what you did, like three twenty one, like some score, yeah. you know, and duty didn't yeah. score either. Like so, you know, they they got the score. The problem is the other end of the field, you yeah. know, essentially, you know. Yeah. So we had we had concerns going into the game, you know, in awfully, you know, with our defense, we were missing a couple of players, but that's that's excuses too, as far as I'm concerned. We should have been a lot better set up defensively. Again, crazy pants to short when we had six giants up in the forward line, and. Um, they yeah. should have been going Route One as much as possible. And the owner should be back on the players to win. Like you no know, more than uh, half time in the Dublin Kilkenny game, the most put back on the players to, to win, win your high ball when you're six foot two or six foot three. This what you're up there to do, like don't yeah. make
0: excuses. So it's weird then because
1: the
0: th- yeah, if they were going short from the puck outs, because I was told from play they were they were very one dimensional and they were driving everything into Joe Bergen in the full forward line. Yeah. So there's no consistency there. Why would you go if that's your tactic to go long? Why would you be instructing puck outs to go short? You know what I mean? That's a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. Patrick Horgan, lads, Donalog We'll finish up with him, Donalogue Cusick said he would turn and score in a phone box and he's right like I mean just some of his scores yesterday how he can generate the power he does like I mean holy shit and even the free that he went back almost into his own 21 yard line he's brilliant now he is in that Horgan, Callan Joe Canning Mm. John Connellan. Dublin don't have that TJ Reid do they and that's no. well, I'm not going back no, to Dublin no. now yeah. let's talk about Patrick Horgan quickly because there's not much more can be said yeah, about it to is he the best the strongest wrist in the country Joe you're Canningham
2: you're trying to block down Patrick Horgan and you're jumping and trying to get it and he's back off the, he's back foot and he's still hitting it over the bar yeah. from 30 or 40 yards you think you have him but he still generates the power. I don't know how he does. It's just an unbelievable risk yes. So he has. Yeah, is
0: Brilliant that... Player. Is he you have to get
2: the ball before him. You don't get the ball for Patrick Hogan, he's, he's getting a shot away. He, no he
0: re- problem. He reminds me a bit of Owen Kelly from Tip in that he regard. That
1: the w- words out my mouth.
0: When he gets it in he's his hand, you're gone. Owen yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. yeah That's definitely. He's, he's unbelievable in fairness to him. And like And he's all mashed away from that free as well. And he just puts his whole body behind it and still... To be able to put your whole body behind and get such accuracy as well. It's just... Well, that's, he's
0: absolute class in Paris Yeah, and then he that one over from the sideline under the the main stand on Off his left, left. hand yeah, side, yeah, and yeah. that that, that and, there wasn't a fast. point on there, was no, there? Like there was he was no. actually being given space because it's like actually giving
2: out them for shooting
0: from there. Like, you <laughs> know what I mean? And then he goes over, unbelievable, right? But performance, Wait, of t- I thought I thought it was beautiful, about that was
1: he kind of half pretended for seconds would to cross that ball across the field. And oh, I think yeah. that took a little bit extra bit of time that he didn't really show what first he was going to so shoot. No. The, the back, didn't get right up on his shoulder, so a little kind of glance across the field and then without looking at the goal, it just pops it over, which is a deadly.
0: Unbelievable stuff, right? Winner of performance of the weekend has to go to bubbles. Seven points from play. The bit of Harlem trotters with the Noel McGrath point. Yeah. The pass for John McGrath. Most players are going for a point there, yeah. right? Like, I mean, this was a bullet of a pass and, wasn't really a goal on there. I'd say maybe the fact that he had been free no, for so long. It was a great finish. It was a brilliant finish, yeah. It was a brilliant finish. But he's just, he's an exceptional player. He's nonchalant. Like yeah. out by the sideline and he's just not, just. just now he missed a free and one from play in the second half. He went on to the freeze. Yeah. I don't know why Callinan's not going on to the freeze. But he's just an outstanding player. Like we said, we've probably talked about him enough already. Looking really fit. Hmm. Centre forward his position because he can float around he's not being tightly marked yeah. and if he is being tightly marked he's taking one for the team anyways and he's yeah. pulling the centre back so like I mean it's a win-win mm. to have him that fit and again like they said last night it's not a matter it's not a fluke that Liam Sheedy has him that fit yeah. he has him that fit because this is Liam Sheedy this is what Liam Sheedy does yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Yeah. so he deserves yeah, a bit
1: of credit yeah credit to Liam Sheedy you have to say it from that perspective instead of just letting the, he's grabbed the ball by the horns he's told him you know shape up you need to you're obviously a good enough hurler but you need to get yourself in, in, in shape and even throughout the league how he used them and, and utilised them you know he didn't start some of the earlier rounds I've seen him dive against Wexford in his first game of the league and you know he struggled for large parts of that game because he was only getting back fitness but you know Liam persisted with him and I think you know it's very important from a player's perspective you, know, you have that confidence that you know the manager trusts what you're doing once obviously you're being honest in everything that you're doing and that uh, you know over time it can only work then
0: yeah, okay, that's it, so that's it, Bubbles, congratulations and we will be back, we're going to have to leave it there we'll be back on Thursday and obviously loads more games to preview then so we'll talk to you then, good luck and
1: when I started running,
2: I suppose I didn't stop and when I got the chance to go, I said I would go on, so it opened up
1: We're only the small little fish out there so we are and we're trying hard to make it through but it's hard to get the brakes near the smaller fish. Because I love this county so much, you know. And it's just, I'm delighted that the lads, the lads did it for the people of war for today because, like, I, I'm, heart, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> the GA Hour is sponsored by Paddy Power. For exclusive content from their GA ambassadors and other high-profile contributors, check out news.paddypower.com.